I'm Emily. I'm here with Dave and Paul Kutzinger. Uh, so excited to have you here and chatting with us about all things um, developer strategy and you know developers at AWS. Welcome. Hey, party people. Thanks for having me. <laughs> hey, Paul. <laughs> so tell me a little bit of your background. Like, What do you do at Amazon and what did you do before? How did you get into this role? Oh, what did I do before? Well, I worked at Disney before Amazon. So at Disney, I ran uh, the engineering team for Kids Virtual World. So it was like Club Penguin, Pixie Hollow, Toontown, Pirates of the Caribbean, all those kinds of deals. Oh, yeah. Super fun. Super fun. Um, yeah. And then over at Amazon, I've been working on Alexa. And for a while, I was doing the developer education stuff. And now I'm over on the product team doing developer strategy. I should, uh, <laughs> we used to have to do this all the time. So if you're listening to this and you're near an Alexa device, just a warning for the listener. We're going to say Alexa a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Will and it I really go to... off if you're just listening to it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It's sensitive. So I've, uh, I've, I've, I've asked mine to rename itself to Ziggy. That way, uh, whenever <sighs> I'm near that, I can do that. Oh, now Ziggy went off. <laughs> <laughs> I heard I that. Yeah, there's... I have a strict no um, audio outside of my cell phone, which I know it does plenty of listening. I don't allow those these things in my house. Um, everything in my house is very stupid. Uh, and <laughs> but why you can rename it? Like I could call it anything. No, there's a few names. Uh, Ziggy is the newest, uh, and then uh, you can name it computer from Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. If anyone remembers, is that one? I didn't. Yeah, know. you don't remember Ziggy from Quantum Leap? I do remember Ziggy. I guess I'm dating myself. Ziggy. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and Google it. You'll you'll see. He I was the that. assistant. He was the original Jarvis for um, uh, Scott Bakula. Yeah, yeah. That's Quantum amazing. Leap. Yeah. Okay, very cool. And then how did, like, talk to me about the segue between developer education to developer strategy. I, I could make guesses, but what was that yeah, sort of journey? So, well, so... I spent a few years sort of at the beginning of Alexa when it, when it sort of started rolling out to the developer community. And we just did a, a variety of things. There's a bunch of hackathons. We used to do 300 hackathons a year. Like we would just had a small team running around the, the planet, uh, getting out and talking with folks. And then we did a lot of uh, build your first skill. And we got into more complicated skills, got into like voice design, um, um, a lot of serverless work. A lot of yeah. folks were learning how serverless was working. And so, uh, yeah. And, then it sort of became a, how do we really advance the state of the art and really wanted to bring that customer perspective deep into the product org. And so I now run a team of, uh, it's an innovation team and incubation team, I guess. And we act as skill builders and we just build stuff with the product team earlier Amazing. on. And it's super fun. And so we just sort of map that from, from idea all the way out to go to market. So you're like right at the kind of sort of research and development R and D. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 basically look for we look for like the highest potential but most ambiguous areas. And yes. Like, let's get in there and like just start digging through it like a skill builder would, and uh, and get going. We have a cool team. It's got developers and solutions architects and and TPMs and all that. The whole thing. We can just go out and dive. This deep is the coolest this. thing ever. I feel like I need that on my Twitter bio. That's, that's uh, the, <laughs> what was it most uh, ambitious and ambiguous <laughs> yeah. high, high ambiguity and high potential yes right? yes and i so love it it's just so often that you just go after the medium potential but it's really clear what to do so you can execute on it right yeah and so we look for these ones that are like wow this would just change the game it would it would it would it would create entire new ways to interact with alexa that haven't been seen before um but how do we do that 
right? And so yeah. just, just dig in there and start trying to make it happen. That is really, really cool. Very cool. What's the favorite thing? Like, what's your favorite thing that the team has built so far? Hmm. There's been a few. I mean, as soon as you said built, the first thing I thought of, I don't know why, was a hovercraft that's not related at all to Alexa. I I don't know. I, I yeah, just need no. a flashback. You're a tinkerer. Yeah, uh, you're yeah, a tinkerer. No. So yeah, what is Paul built late? What's Paul? Like, Paul's like this mad scientist. He's like <laughs> Doc Brown from uh, Back to the Future. So yeah. like, you always had some kind of thing you were building. What cool thing are you doing now? Yeah, it's been a lot of woodworking lately, weirdly enough. Ooh. I've been trying to do like this weird combination of physical items with NFTs kind of mixed together, but uh, that's sort of beside the thing, I guess. So on, on the Alexa cool. side, we've been digging into um, really into this layer of AI around complex conversations and dialogues. And what the, the, the basic hypothesis in the beginning was, we don't think we can deliver the most uh, useful experiences by handcrafting every possible turn that needs to happen in a conversation. Right. And it just got overwhelming for developers, overwhelming for designers. And so uh, a little, a little, maybe a couple of years back, we released this thing called Alexa Conversations, but we haven't really like dug into and explored the boundaries of what this thing could do. And so we've been digging into that quite a bit. Um, and it's a really different way of thinking, to be honest. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of times you'll start, you'll start building out this conversational experience and uh, then you test it and it doesn't do what you programmed it to do. It does something else, which you also love or hate, but you're like, <laughs> but what's happening, you know? And so I feelings about, <laughs> you know, well, I have that, uh, I have that problem with all my code, Paul. It doesn't do what I want oh, it to okay, do. Okay. <laughs> you just <laughs> write shitty me, code uh, and show, throw it out. Right. Right. Let me let me copy this thing from Stack Overthrow and see if that works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like so, how many lines do you write before you hit build? Right, that's kind of the that's your. Oh, company. I always I'm a frequent builder because I want to see it. <laughs> like, I want to see it. I want to see if it made a difference. I want to see if it made a difference. Yeah, yeah. It's like Dave CICD. I did so, like compiled good. languages though for that reason because it's like you know right right away the language that's true. is like eh, right. failed. <laughs> yeah, we, we that's what I miss about .NET. Mm -hmm. Like I knew when I screwed up right away, exactly. you know, we did a Twitch stream where we were live coding, a building out of a, a college finding skill. And we would just see how long we could go before we tested it. And it was just sort of like, it felt ah. like you're on a high wire. Like it felt like you were free soloing, you know, mountain climbing or rock climbing. And, and we're like, okay, no, we're going to go for five hour lines. Let's go. Let's hope yeah. and we hit build. And that was the big moment on Twitch. We'd be like, okay, we're going, let's, is it going to work? It's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> It's Can I tell you the wildest thing? I was listening to a talk. I think it was at the last conference held by LaunchDarkly. Feature flags. Love them. Um, but they they had this speaker on and he works to teach people in prison how to code. Oh. And what he didn't like, what he said that blew my mind is he learned to code with pen and paper. Like, wow. Right? Could wow. you I mean, the the things he must understand about these languages and syntax that I just take for granted because I can just tell you, it, it corrects it for me. Yeah, yeah. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a it's, it creates neural pathways differently too. Like I literally will write things down sometimes. Have you ever gotten to this like where you're really thinking hard about something and plan it 
and then you have to whiteboard it or write it down. Like it's just part of that thinking process. So yeah, <laughs> I see that. I just have to print it out on like green and white barred paper, you know, that's 17 inches wide. If you're, <laughs> you're like, yeah, put it against uh, your entire, put it against <laughs> the uh, entire wall in your office yeah, with crayon. Right up. <laughs> trap your feet. <laughs> All right. So Paul, I, this is, I, 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 you know, we've known each other for a long time. Alexa is still a passion of mine. I love the entire voice space. And for me, when we were doing hackathons, this is like 20, 2015, this still sticks with me. It was one of the first Alexa hackathons. And it was someone who hadn't written code for over 10 years. They were a sysadmin. Uh, and they wrote basically a DevOps skill that could pull all of their CloudWatch stuff. So they could be like, they, they could get information about how their EC2 instances were working. And it clicked for me then. I was like, wow, like even somebody just sitting at work and wants to say, you know, what's my bill? right? What's my AWS bill or how much utilization do I have on my processors? And, and so early on just seeing, so why don't we, why don't we talk a little bit about what an Alexa skill is? Um, but just, just seeing AWS developers, like this is an opportunity to tinker, you know, when you're in that service console and you see these 200 plus things, sometimes I just play around with stuff, mm -hmm. especially in, in the free tier, right? And Alexa is definitely one of those exciting things because it, it ties into things like serverless and Lambda, and there's existing blueprints to be able to do that kind of stuff. And I have found it's, you know, developers get excited. So if you're listening to this podcast and you've got an Echo device at home, you might be surprised you can go right now into the AWS console and start tinkering around with some of this stuff. Yeah, let's, I guess let's take a start at a real quick tour of what the customer experience is. And then we'll dive right into the, hey, you're a serverless dev. What's that mean, right? So right. the first thing to think about with Alexa is it's a a user interface into your experience and it's ambient. And it means that you can, you can interface with your experience from, from further away than your arms are long. Like you don't have to be holding your phone. You don't have to be wiggling your mouse, but all the way across the room, you can say something and it's happening. And so that's like the idea, right? And what'd you say? He's trying to trigger your Ziggy. <laughs> yeah, good luck. I love I love your dog sound. It's like it, to the listener, it sounds like every time Emily's excited, she shakes a tambourine, which is actually what's happening. <laughs> we need to get that. Uh, go ahead, Paul. So then if you think about this from like a, a, a web services or a serverless kind of mindset, really what you're doing is calling an API, right? You're, you're, right. you're the customer is issuing a command like, like set an alarm, play a timer, play some music, and all those things are going to end up calling an API. And so the, the fun part of this is what do you got to do in order to get the uh, API called? And so now we get into like the, what do you got to build? So effectively what you're doing is you're getting a JSON payload from the Alexa service. There's a, a bunch of AI happening in the Alexa service that's converting the audio from what the customer said through um, speech recognition and then through natural language understanding into what they said, commands. And then now you, you parse that JSON and then you respond how you want, right? Pass parameters into your API or whatnot. Um, so that's really the, the, the most basic part of it. Get some right. JSON, parse it, call your API, send some JSON back. Now, of course, you could do that in the very, very, very old school way, which was like by hand, craft your own JSON and send it into the service. But of course you can use the SDK and you know a bunch of things to do that. The most popular way that people do that is through Lambda. So it's like, a serverless way to fire up 
instances, right? Exactly when you need them, do some commands and go off. So if I go into Lambda today in the console, do I find Alexa? Yeah. Yeah. You can go in there, find a template, uh, get things built right there. And you can build a skill in minutes, right? It's very, very uh, simple to do. Do you still have the, uh, and I'll, I'll let you continue, but I want to point this out. Do you still have the building Alexa skills? You get free AWS credits? Yeah, that's because right. Because I'm sure that's something AWS developers would be definitely interested in. I didn't know that. In. That's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah, most, most people can do everything they need to do in the free tier, right? There's, uh, I mean, you could even go with hosted skills that use AWS services on the back end, like Lambda and DynamoDB and all of those, um, completely free. And if you want to break out and use your own Lambda service and DynamoDB, you can do that. And then you get uh, credits. Uh, up to up to like a hundred dollars a month, you know, depending on how much you use, and then and then of course you can do whatever you want. Like if you've got a full on EC2 instance and you're building out your entire thing, you can just mate this UI up into your backend systems and and go. So what does a typical dev environment look like? <laughs> That's a good question in life, isn't it? Right. I, I, I know. Just, like, how broad are we taking this? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> well, I I mean for up, Alexa. Okay. Yeah, for an uh, for using Alexa, like, can I just begin plugging this in, um, in VS Code? Can I use my existing setup? Maybe I already have some CI/CD going for my existing projects, and I want to be able to plug that in. Uh, maybe I have some code pipelines, code builds, some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, what do you typically see? I, I would start with um, do what's comfortable for you, right? So if you've got all those things, like we're we're very much. Uh, let you code the way you want to code and integrate into your workflow. So um, there is a path where you work completely in the portal and and maybe even you don't even hardly know about AWS and that's the hosted stuff, right? It's, it's using it behind the scenes, but uh, there's that path. And then there's another path where you could work in the portal and you can basically, uh, you know, create your your UI, your voice UI in the portal and then make that up with your Lambda function. Just copy over your ARN for your Lambda function and now you're, You've got it all connected, or you can go full on CLI, um, you know, working out of VS code. There's a bunch of VS code extensions and never go to the portal except to hit the publish button. Right. And, and, and put up your metadata about what your skill does. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's, I would worry less about that. Right. Cause you should just made it up to your own existing workflow and more. It's about like, just go build a skill, any skill at all, just to see the thing working one time end to end. And then all of a sudden your imaginations can kick in and then, yeah, plug it right into your existing. I've seen some crazy setups. Like some of the agencies, they do like full on uh, uh, cloud formation deployments where they'll build a skill that's like 90% what they want for five clients, right? And then they they cloud, they cloud they deploy it to somebody and they add in the extra 10% for a particular client. Kind of fantastic. Yeah. Infrastructure as code deployments for customer voice applications. Yeah. Sounds like a whole division. <laughs> <laughs> and it literally and literally it's a button. Someone clicks yes. and goes, boop, there goes the script. And yep. now we just updated uh, cloud formation so it doesn't do full roll rollbacks as well. So you can actually go oh. back and stage. I don't know if you've heard about this. There was much rejoicing in the developer community. Well, yeah. Um versus I mean, imagine a huge uh, cloud formation template and it will go back to the point of last success. Uh, and then you can kind of troubleshoot from there. So that's something that's really awesome too. You've 
sort of changed my life just now. Like, I thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I was gonna say the only person who didn't hear about that. I was like, oh, that's news. That's exciting. Uh, you know what? I'm Breaking. gonna I'm gonna add this to the show notes because this is like this is life changing. Um, so uh, yeah, and and for Alexa devs too who may have yeah. been using this stuff. Um, you know, saving time. Sort of similar to that. One of the things we've just recently added was A/B testing, where you can deploy one skill and then a second skill. You can start dialing them up between your customers and experimenting with, you know, how some new feature might work and whatnot. There's a lot of people really experimenting right now with where do I put in my monetization points, you know, or where do I put in my upsells? Oh, right. And and this allows them to do that. Uh, the other thing they're exploring with is the fidelity of their voice experience. So, for example. Some people will use text-to-speech. That's the default kind of an experience. Uh, or you can use recorded audio where you have voice actors going in. And so they can do different parts of that and see. And uh, there's diff- there's pros and cons for both, right? So they're trying them out and seeing which one works best for customers. So what are cool. the pros and cons? Like, talk- I, I have no idea about okay. audio. Yeah, what are the pros and cons of those? Well, so first, the text-to-speech stuff is pretty cool. And it's um it's getting better all the time. Yeah. Uh, so text to speech is you, you, in your code, you would type in a string and then Alexa will read it. And there's a, there's the basic way to do it, which is that just read this text. And then there's this thing called, uh, SSML speech synthesis markup language. What? So, yeah. So you can put in tags like emphasis. So you can put the emphasis on the right syllable. <laughs> um, Back to second grade jokes. We are winning. <laughs> Um, You're pronouncing uh, things like me now, Paul. Yeah, you can do pauses. You can make your high pitch, low pitch, all that kind of stuff. So you can do like, like, like voice sculpting. So you can like carve one out of the um, one of the really cool things about SSML. So again, you're an AWS developer. You're listening to this in your console right now. Go check out Polly, Amazon mm-hmm. Polly. I have done so many jokes. I did. <laughs> I did this to my wife. I went into Amazon Polly and I created a voice. There's one that even sounds like official, like broadcaster news quality. And I said, hello, this is the blah, blah. I won't say the school district. (laughs) And we're calling about your, and then it was the child's name. And she was listening. And I said, we just want to say, thank you for being such a great parent. And it was like, and then at at the end of work, I went up. She's like, you know, I got this really great message from the school board today, and I was like, oh, I and like and now she like feels amazing. Like it's like you're just hanging there, mom. It's you okay, know, and then she and I told her, but it's like that kind of quality. You told her, I was like, no, I was like yeah, I, I need to do more of these. I'm like, I'll do some more of these. Who cares, you know? Well, that's another, uh, another technique for doing that is uh is with blueprints. So if you go to blueprints.amazon.com, you can basically. I love blueprints. With, with no yeah. coding, you can go in there and just make a command for whatever you want. If you want to make a little quiz or if you want to make a, a phrase. For like kids. Said. I had one for Boys. chores. For kids, you can, uh, you know, you need to do this before you get that. So if you're a parent right now, a game, you, I have family trivia I would do in there. So it was questions like all about, the, you know, there's stuff dad, making fun of dad in there. Yeah, there's <laughs> jokes, there's burns. So I love it. Roast your friends and family with yeah. lighthearted burns. Adorable. <laughs> <laughs> lighthearted burns. The best kind. Yeah, that was quite that was quite popular. <laughs> yeah, so it's really easy to get in there and make stuff. Um I mean, I think that's the whole fun of this is this the speed of making. Like the meantime to hearing Alexa speak is so fast. Um 
Yeah, I, I always say it's like 15 minutes, but I, I could build a skill in like two minutes. It's really, really There's cool. a personal trainer blueprint. Like the like there people is. who are with COVID trying to help their clients remotely could you this is amazing. Yeah. Alexa's awesome. I had no idea. <laughs> I know you all are like, yeah, a duh. <laughs> like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I think we might have gotten uh, Emily to get an Echo device now. But even, see how this goes. even with that, like that, that sort of emphasizes the coolness of Alexa because it's thought to action, right? Like, yes. of course I could have a mobile app that would do that or a website that would do that, but I got to walk over to my computer. I got to pull my phone out. I got to, but now I just say, hey, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And the trainer goes, okay, do three pushups or whatever, right? Yeah, <laughs> amazing. And there's a... um. There's a, you know, while we're on this topic and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's like a kid's, there's a kid's edition, at least there was when, when I was working, there's a kid's edition and a kid's mode. So if you have a little one, you can have this device locked down. So they only get like some of, they'll get just Disney skills and they can talk to Disney characters and they just get that kind of quality of interaction and it gives them something to do. You know, you're making them a snack or something and they're talking and learning and it keeps them engaged and it's not just a screen. <laughs> it's all COPA compliant. Every, every skill and every experience in there is all COPA compliant. So what is COPA? Uh, other than like, I'm thinking about Child like, Cabana. Child yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> this Barry Manilow <laughs> is in everyone's heads for the rest of the day now. <laughs> yes. Child online privacy act or something there's a couple oh, cool. in there yeah. but it's, it's about you know making a safe place for children child privacy uh kids under 13 anything web 2 has to follow certain guidelines and you can't ask mm -hmm. for information okay yeah fantastic so what has um like what if i'm a developer and i'm checking this out and hopefully we've done a good job of like explaining it so they, they mess around with blueprints and all of that um how it was always, this was the difficult thing for people. Like, how do they go and see it, right? Like, is it available on Amazon? Is it available for customers? Like, this was a big question I was used to get. Like, if I want to create skills just for me, and then maybe I'm a builder and I want to start tinkering around with stuff in my own house, maybe I want some coding things. I think there was even an uh, Alexa developer tips skill out there, right? Like, uh, maybe I want to do something like that. Mm -hmm. um, how does that work? And where do I see those? And where can people go to get more information? Yeah, this is a great and hard and challenging problems. Uh, it, it's sort of interesting because one of the strengths of voice is okay. So let me can I can I take the long way to answer this? <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. So one of the one of the interesting things about a voice user experience is it's got some key differences to web and mobile. In web and mobile, you would imagine design. Let's say we're designing an app. You would design an app that would say, "Here's a menu with like." two or three things on the screen, very, very focused on what you do. And you navigate through the menu to get where you want to get, right? Uh, in voice, can you imagine how lame that would be? It'd be like, open menu, go to that option. Then do this. <laughs> it's torture. It'd be horrible, right? Yeah. And so the really cool thing, and, and that's the best practice in mobile, but it's not a good idea at all in voice. So the cool thing about voice is you have this infinitely wide top level UI. All of your commands can just happen at the top level where versus in mobile, you're constrained by pixels or even just mental overload of what's going on. Now, the con of that is you can't see what's going on. Like you have this in mobile, you have this passive affordance to help you see what, what you might want to do and what's the best fit. So if you saw like a, if you're thinking, I just want to upload this form in mobile, 
you would look around and you'd see like an upload button or a submit button or yes. a whatever. And you would use the natural language understanding in your own head to process the text on the page and go like, oh yeah, that's the best fit. And I would yeah. go, right? In voice, they're just going to say upload. And if the designer didn't think upload, yeah. then uh-oh. So, but, but the cool thing is the Alexa service will help you with all those synonyms. So upload, submit, uh, yeah put it up there, you know, <laughs> make it go. <laughs> <Right. laughs> what next, you know, yes. I'm it. Uh, so, but all those are synonyms for that same thing. And then it's, it has the effect of clicking that button. So the, the main point there is this infinitely wide top level UI, all of these things are available. To you, it's just a, it, a thought, it's just a, a simple command, but how the heck do you find them? Right. Yeah. So this is the, I made something really cool. I'm excited to show my friends. How do I tell them to do it? Well, the simplest answer is it has a name. There's an invocation name. So, you know, if you, if you built, what was the one you built? Dave, it was like dice, right? It was like dungeon dice. Dungeon play dice. It. Ask so like, dungeon hey, dice hey. to roll a D 20. Yeah. Yeah. You're so nerdy. So, so and lame. Awesome. <laughs> Dungeons and dragons for the win. Thank you. What's dungeons and dragons? Like you no, don't know. <laughs> we have to explain for our audience who clearly wouldn't ever know what Dungeons and Dragons. I think I think Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons is like the mainstream me, like thing. Down. Down, right? down. <laughs> I cast magic missile into the darkness. <laughs> okay, um, so that's the basic way is invocation name. You'd say you know Alexa, open Dungeon Dice. Um, but that's not sufficient because people can't discover it. And they who who would have thought to say that to get your thing yeah. and so forth. So there's a, a few new things that we're doing now that will help with this. Um, one is the fastest selling devices are the ones with screens. And, and so those are the ones that, you know, hang out in your kitchen and you can do recipes on them and, and you can yeah. see the cover art of the music while you're listening to music or even the lyrics. Um, so there's a new thing that we're doing now, which is featured skill cards where you can have in your home card rotation, your skill showing up. So people just walking by still ambiently, they can look over and go, oh, what's that? And then they can... Now I know it's available. I love that. It's super cool. It's uh, it's very new, and and I think that's gonna be helpful. There's so many applications for this too. Like you know, for me thinking through how this would be useful for people, it, I'm really excited about. It. I'm so glad we did this. I've learned <laughs> yeah. so much. We will have you. We'll definitely have you back on another episode. Yeah, because I'm gonna have more to questions the news. over the next two weeks. I'm gonna <laughs> well, be like, what about that? We would love to have you continue this conversation on a second part. Oh, I don't know. All right, guys. <laughs> You're so mean. You're so mean to me, Paul. <laughs> awesome. All right. Just for okay, your excellent. I don't know. Your audience seems cool enough to come back, I think, for sure. Yes, there's 10 people that are going to be very appreciative <laughs> of you. Thank you. There are dozens That's of us. True. That's not true. <laughs>